Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Everybody, welcome to Sports 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 Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomerville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider Phil Ranta. Hey, how's it going, guys? That's enough announcing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm trying to change it up ever so slightly. No, you did a very good job. That was different, not better. <laughs> it was different. Yep. Well played. I feel like that's what people who do modern art don't understand. That's true. Joel, Different. did you see any sports this week? <laughs> I did. That's great. Been watching all sorts of sports. You've been watching the Olympics? Uh, no, well, not this week because they ended on Sunday. Oh. Oh, you just missed them again, didn't you, Phil? I did. I just <laughs> missed it. No, I actually caught some of the Olympics. I watched some of the bobsled because I heard Ooh. there was Jamaican bobsledders, and I missed. There were no. I didn't I, see the Jamaicans. I watched them, and it was actually kind of a bummer because I was watching them as they were doing the. T- they were in the two-man bobsled, and as mm-hmm. they were running, the front of their visor, like popped loose on the side. Aww. And it was one of those things where it it didn't affect like the safety or anything. It was just one of those you can tell it like bothered him. He was trying to fix it right before, and the thing's going boop boop boop. Aww. He's like oop, 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 and just had to run with that. And it was just one of those like. You know, you know they had to, like, raise money and stuff to go. It just was one of those, yeah. oh, fuck, son of a bitch. Like, yeah. I imagine the Jamaican Olympic Committee maybe not pumping all that much money into their Winter Olympics program. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hooray, Oh, beer. well, so it goes. I've watched, really, I did not, I think I didn't actually watch a single event live from this year's Olympics. I felt pretty bad. I followed them. You watched on, like, them online, dead? But, yeah. Whoa. Right? I, you know, I, I watched them in, often in primetime or, or during the day. On, on the weekends, I, I think I watched them live once. I don't have TV, uh, and so I had to, to do that. I don't have cable, I should say. I still watch a lot of TV. I just have other ways of doing it. I'm a cord cutter. Ah, you're one of them new media kids. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about the Olympics that I like that makes me sad is also is when you're watching them, and it's Olympics all the time. Yeah. When you're watching them, and you're, you just think, oh, man, this is great. There's sports on all the time. You're There's not watching them. They're happening in some other time zone you've Well, they're heard. happening when you're watching them, and you're like, oh, man, this is great. And then it's after two weeks, it's just like it's gone. And yeah. you briefly think for a second, like, maybe the Olympics will last forever. It, what if every day when I come home, NBC's telling me the latest and greatest from another part of a globe? Like just, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Exhausted yeah. skiers going up the mountain again, just like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Again? Oh. No, it's like, imagine if you, you took heroin every day for two weeks. Imagine? <laughs> yeah. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... And don't feel a rush in your mouth. Thank God that we have Tim Tebow to fill our post-Olympics void. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Tim Tebow could return to quarterback in Denver. This comes courtesy of Zany New Spring Football League. That is the latest to have Tebow speculation. Whoa, Denver, Mile High City. Everyone's building Tebow on spec. Yeah, it, basically, this is what every football league does at this point. Is they, they if you're a, a marginal f- football league, you're not really in existence until you've offered Tim Tebow a contract. Right. It's it's one of those like being recognized as a nation at the UN. Right. You're officially a football league when you've reached out to Tim Tebow's people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, this story needs a bit of a double buy-in. 
Right. It was clearly written by a Denver uh, Post sports writer who is in desperate need of copy. Mm-hmm. So there's a new spring outdoor professional football league that has been created and, keyword, financed. Oh. Good. It is called the A11 Football League or the A11FL. Catchy. Which would make a great case-sensitive password if you throw in a couple of punctuation marks. That's true. And an exclamation point. You need a character. Uh, they will begin playing in March of 2015, uh, featuring teams such as the Tampa Bay Bandits, Ooh. the Dallas Wranglers, Ooh. the New Jersey Generals, Ooh. the Chicago Stags. Yeah. Kind of interesting. After yeah. They all sound Stag. like uh, gay strip joints. And the LA Express. Yes, there we go. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, also the, the worst uh, name for a sports franchise ever, really shooting themselves in the foot before even getting off the ground, the Bay Area Sea Lions, Ugh. which sounds like an environmental nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. With absolutely. like an unbelievably cute bumper sticker. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's, it does not sound like a football also, team. Also, yeah. you know, Tampa Bay's already got the Buccaneers and they opted to call themselves the Bandits. Like zero differentiation in in, in branding. Well, there, they guys. had a lot of pirates back in the day. They're Joel. both they're both people who steal. Well, I feel like buck. You could still be a modern day bandit. Where I feel like there aren't a lot of modern day buccaneers. You are correct about that. I still think you know. <laughs> well, they were going to be all the- your different mascot options. You could go animal. You could go positive. You could be the the Tampa Bay policeman. I like the idea of like the Tampa Bay New Yorkers. Something that would be great. Yeah. Any of these better than, I mean, you really, I'm like, oh, I went to the football game. The Buccaneers? No, the Bandits. Wait, didn't I just say that? Like, no. Well, they were work. originally going to go with the Tampa Bay Rapists, and they thought that this was a little softer. <laughs> yeah. The, the top it's leading, definitely softer. Yeah. The top leading candidates uh, for the final two teams are the Michigan Panthers Whoa. Okay. and the wow. Denver Gold. So here you go. So the, it's one of the final candidates for the, the top two teams. Again, Denver final. Nuggets, Denver Gold. This is not. Okay, so that's the first buy-in yeah. is Denver getting the Denver Gold back. Apparently, they've been around in other capacities as, like, a secondary football yeah, team. Yeah, the NBA team that they still haven't had for a long time. And, uh, two, the article notes that Tebow's reps have already been contacted about playing in the league, uh, him playing in the league. So the fact that Denver might get a team and Tebow's people have been approached is clearly enough to have a speculative Tim Tebow story. Yep. Um, to me, this reminds <laughs> we've had speculative Tim Tebow stories on less. Well, the whole like uh, thing of like piecing this together and like if this happened, this this reminds me of like uh, fan sites online that people track every piece of news on like long gestating sequels. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, maybe Tim Tebow will play over here. Like you know, somehow this is equivalent of like Bill Murray saying something on Letterman about Ghostbusters three. Right, and then everyone being like, "Oh, that's a clue." Pour one <laughs> on the curb. Yep, Harold yeah. Ramis. R.I.P. Um, uh, why should the A 11 FL be taken seriously? They shouldn't. What when the USFL, the WFL, the XFL, and the UFL all failed? <laughs> well, A11 FL, God, that doesn't roll off the tongue. Commissioner <laughs> Scott McKay has a plan. Good. He, he better. The entire league's rules is like an NFL purge night. Everything's legal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that would okay. be great. Oh, go and see Purge Night, now on DVD. Uh, the plan is not oh, to compete yeah. with the NFL. They're going to stay a developmental league, basically like a minor league, which complements the NFL. And more importantly, they're going to play in the spring, which means it wouldn't interfere with Tebow's burgeoning career as a football analyst. Oh, hey, there oh. we go. Actually, and that is most important, uh, the league is, has a partner in ESPN. They've agreed to be broadcast two exhibition games this summer and a weekly game next year. 
why is it called the A11? Unlike the NFL, there will be no numbering system. All 11 offensive players will be eligible to receive the ball depending on where they line up. All <laughs> so our it's offenses, not football. All our offenses will be up-tempo like Chip Kelly's and the Broncos. The system would appear ideal for Tebow. Uh, quote, Commissioner Scott McKay, we would love to have Tim Tebow join our league. We have talked with his lawyer and his agent, and we have made an offer. The offer includes a piece of team ownership, which right now is worth upwards of negative $20 million. <laughs> wow, good money. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Mentos, through the last little mouth. Mentos doesn't make your tongue numb. Nope, yeah. it doesn't. You should clarify that. Yeah, it doesn't make your tongue numb. That was just the announcer they hired for that. Right, okay. That, class, that, that last quote reminded me of the classic Richard Branson quote, where he said, like, uh, how do you become a millionaire? Become a billionaire and then buy an airline. Ah! What do we got on the show today? Uh, well, uh, we have a big interview with uh, Will Kaczynski. This Ooh. is a stat head, right? Yeah, this is a guy who uh, ne never previously uh, did anything involving sports, but now uh, he's a statistician who used to work in finance, and now uh, this is happening nerd. a lot. This is yeah, happening a lot in sports is shifting nowadays. over to baseball. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, he's from the new website superbaseballstats.com. He's going to share with us some of his new analysis that he brought with his sort of fresh perspective on baseball coming from completely outside the sport. That'll be so great with spring training yeah. coming up and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and we uh, also have uh, – we've got an interview with a guy named Terry Weymouth. The NASCAR he's driver? The NASCAR yeah. driver, yeah. He's going to be uh, racing – on uh, March 1st at the Blue Jeans Go Green 200, presented by Cotton, the Fabric of Our Lives, at the Phoenix International Raceway. It's almost like you're reading that off a card, Phil. Yeah, well, not off the top of my dome as I rock the <laughs> microphone. Uh, and yeah, so he's going to be uh, calling in from the racetrack as he's oh racing. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. going to be pretty good. So we're going to get a chance to talk to him while he's driving around the track. Yeah, for yeah. Presumably, so like, the pole position thing. Yeah. Right, we're recording do. this on a Thursday, so yeah, it'll be a pole yeah. position. Yeah. Race. He's got sponsorship. He's sponsored by Rallies, the official restaurant of fast food restaurant of nascar so i oh, think he's wow. got a pretty good chance that's a that's a pretty yeah, big deal we're gonna get it's gonna be interesting it's yeah. outstanding we got a we got an all-new weird sportsman you're goddamn right we do all right. all right news 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 let's go news 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 on the sports 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 podcast with jordan joel and phil news 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 aaron hernandez gets solitary confinement oh <laughs> that was a strong reaction. Well, yeah, no, what did what did he what did he do? You had to do something was, in prison to get solitary confinement. That was like a total Andrew Dice Clay reaction. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, subheadline: Hippy Dippy Taxachusetts calls it isolation, uh, <laughs> which is not as cool as solitary confinement. Yeah, right. But usually that's for like, I mean, people who did something wrong and the people who are like running a multinational hundred million dollar uh, street gang. Yeah, out it's of not prison. like he killed somebody. Jeez. Well, uh, well, we, we technically at this point do not know if he killed someone. Allegedly. Or not. Allegedly. Yeah. Urban Meyer trained killer Aaron Hernandez <laughs> is no longer a role model prisoner in Bristol County Jail. He recently had a physical altercation with another prisoner and as a result will spend the next month in an isolated part of the jail. He'll spend... 23 hours a day there and eat his meals in his cell oh which is total bullshit because hernandez was practically holding court at the cool kids table every day i know i bet right? he would yeah so not anymore uh, hernandez must also wear waist chains and leg irons uh when out of his cell previously he had been allowed to go without handcuffs at times oh when he was a good boy uh <laughs> now I'm, he's very bad yeah. a naughty boy I'm not happy that there have been that there may have been a breakdown in our system in our protocols," said Sheriff Tom Hodgson. 
when we have failures, the first things we look at is, the, I look at one, how did this happen? Well, Tom, your facility is full of prisoners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dangerous. And number two, how do you make sure this doesn't happen again? Let them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stop so the drug war. <laughs> Let them free. We decreased violence in our prison by 100% <laughs> and by the removing whole town all of is the dead. people in it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole town was uh, pillars by Vikings, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, citing an unnamed source. Wait, is Aaron Hernandez in, a, in an all-Viking prison? Well, they, you know, I would say prison. I would yeah. love to see footage of this fight. Well, Prisoners Tampa are the closest Bay, so thing yeah. we have now to what the Vikings were, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. the spirit, the spiritual yeah, uh, sibling or uh, ancestor. What? Successor? What am I looking sure. for? Sure. Predecessor. No, that'd be before. Successor. Ah, yeah. You look at our prison population now, and the first thing you think is Northern European. Northern right? European. Yeah, Vikings. let's stop fighting about the Vikings, guys. <laughs> Citing an unnamed source close to the case, NECN.com reported Hernandez was not in handcuffs during the incident, but the other inmate involved was restrained. That is just classic SEC behavior right, right there. Total SEC move. Yeah. Guys in handcuffs, you're not. Kick his ass. Yeah. Makes it easier. Miami Marlins president David Sampson, first to be voted off survivor. I did read about this. Subheadline, Marlins fans wish they could vote him off their team too. Oh. oh. He arrived. Thank you, Andrew Dice Clay. He no arrived. <laughs> I loved you in Blue Jasmine. Thank you. Uh, he arrived in the Philippines. Andrew Dice Clay was in Blue Jasmine. He was, yeah, he was, not, great. He was the best part in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, the really? rest of the movie was kind of a downer. Yeah. A little bit of a down bug. Uh, he arrived in the Philippines wearing a blazer and khakis. It didn't take him long to alienate his castmates. Samson was elected leader of the Brains tribe, one of the three squads did along people, with. Did people watch the Marlins last year? No. One what of, were the other two options? Uh, brawn. They didn't have that either. Beauty. They had more of that than the other two. So uh, he, but he, uh, so he was elected leader of the Brains Tribe at the onset of the show, but lost support by trying to get pro poker player Garrett Edelstein, who was one of the more athletic members of the team, eliminated immediately. The poker player was one of the more athletic members yeah, of the yeah. team? Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, just a year ago, Samson eliminated the more athletic players of them on the Marlins. <laughs> uh, Samson's crew Zing! Yeah, Samson's crew then came up woefully short in the immunity challenge in which they had to guide a cart through an obstacle course and open treasure chests and construct a large dragon puzzle. Sounds like it takes a lot of brawn to do that one. Well, this is classic oh, puzzle. Classic survivalist uh, task right there. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're uh, trapped in a desert island. The first thing you need to do is Find out where the dragon puzzles are. They're going to be in treasure boxes, yeah, treasure right. cases. Got to get them open. Got to solve those dragon puzzles. I would look for shelter. Uh, they, they cut that out of Castaway, which always bothered me. The puzzles here, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, this prompted host Jeff Probst to call it one of the worst performances out of the gate ever. <laughs> oh. And when Jeff Probst says that to you, it cuts to the bone. Yeah. Wait, Probst is the host of Survivor? Probst. Prost. Oh, I thought you meant the author, Prost, and I was like, that's, oh, no. that's, that's, a, that's an impressive career arc for that guy. Uh, Samson was the first contestant voted off the island following a 4-3 to three vote and one abstain, which came courtesy of Toronto Blue Jays GM. <laughs> uh, in a biography released by the network in January, Samson listed as his claim to fame uh, getting the government in Miami to contribute over $350 million to a new ballpark during the recession. Oof. 
bad choice, Samson. (laughs) Critics have called the financing plan a taxpayer ripoff, and a backlash against the deal resulted in the recall of the county mayor. And you see, you you say critics have called it that, and I think it it might be a little disingenuous, because when you say critics, you mean everyone. Yeah, the majority. Everyone is a critic of what happened in Miami. The critics often assumes minority. Yeah. This was a majority opinion, so much so that they recalled their county mayor over it. Or even like a plurality. Yeah. We're we're talking, I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone. I think they were looking for the word horde. It was a horde of critics. Ravens 2013 first round draft pick Matt Elam work in mall retail. What? Subheadline: No actual sports news is in news 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 today. Bo. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baltimore Ravens safety Matt Elam, Elam, who was the 32nd pick in the 2013 draft, is spending his offseason as a part-time sales associate working at Finish Line in a Gainesville, Florida mall. Huh? He works about 20 hours a week helping customers with shoes on the floor, and the article notes, occasionally stocking shelves. Has? I know we all want to believe that Elam is doing this for love of the footwear. Well, we might be correct, because when asked, Elam was said he wasn't sure how much he makes per hour. Wow. <laughs> uh, Charitable. So it's true. He's not, he's not doing it for the money. He's playing the long game. His goal, actually, is to open his own sports merchandise store, oh. and he says, I just need to get retail knowledge. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm getting all the knowledge uh, for when it's time. That's great. Did you guys see the ESPN 30 for 30 on athletes going broke? Yes. Mm. Fascinating. Phil, you know, pro athletes, multi-million dollar earners, right? Do you know, like, it's something like 60 to 70% of NBA and NFL uh, players go broke within, like, three years of retiring? Really? Like, like, it's like you think, like, oh, you hear a couple of them. It's like, no, a majority of them are broke those poor little Bankrupt, pandas they don't know how to broke. manage their money no that was that's the gist of the 30 for 30 oh okay but there's also a lot well, of i saved stuff. myself the time i had to i would spend say this, i'll it. say this the 30 for 30 is interesting but wholly unsurprising in terms of the information the whole time you're getting information you're just like that seems about right yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i can see that but i mean the oh that's how that would happen. The core yep. stat was surprising to yeah. me. It's not surprising that that was happening to people. The fact that it was happening to a majority. Oh of yeah, people it's it's was like really kind it's of like one of them seventy percent and one of them's eighty percent. Yeah, like wow. it's, it's, it's really a lot of people. Uh, Elam applied online to five stores at the mall before being hired at Finish Line a month ago. With the publicity and customer traffic the store is getting as a result, I have to think that Foot Locker and Famous Foot Bear feel like assholes for not yeah. taking his application seriously. You always yeah. hire the influencer. Always. Always. And now, this, this is just a few miles from University of Florida, people are coming to the store, taking pictures with them, tweeting selfies with them. A lot of publicity. Yeah. He made $3.7 million last season. Everyone was surprised when I started City Lam. They were like, why? You got enough money. But it's not about the money. It's just me building. It's not about the money. The man is a footwear savant. <laughs> That's gonna be uh it's gonna be his autobiography. Matt Elam, it's not about the money. Bo! Thank you, Andrew. Call me Dice Man. Okay, joining us now uh, live via the Manzel yes. hotline. Live via the Manzel hotline. Put your Manzels in a man's ear. Put, put your man boobs in a man's oh. today. Can we start calling man boobs men, men's 
worth a shot. Right, well, but we'll we have joining us uh, Terry Weymouth, NASCAR driver. Uh, welcome to the show, Dang, Terry. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I'm not supposed to be talking on my phone while uh, I'm driving. This well, is pretty exciting. You are you are, are coming to us live while going at 200 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm uh, getting close to 210 now because I'm going to win this thing. Oh Woo! man, that's yeah. great, Terry. Are you using? Are you on a Bluetooth at least? This I'm hands- on a Bluetooth and the blue jeans go green 200. Presented by Cotton, the fabric of our lives at the Phoenix International Raceway. And we understand that also you want to talk to us some. It's also presented by uh, Rallies, the official. Well, that's what my car is brought to you by. My oh. car is this Rallies. Oh, I bet that's car. awesome. I bet it's all decked out in Rallies yes, stuff, that checkered flag. Official sponsored fast food restaurant and NASCAR. Oh, is there anything else you're doing with, with Rallies? No, well, I. Because it is the official fast food restaurant in NASCAR, I've been eating nothing but rallies for the past two months. Well, oh, wow. Training. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I, that's funny because you're probably exaggerating, but like how many times a no. week would you say you go to rallies? Uh, I would go uh, three meals a day, seven times a week, going to what? rallies. In fact, I, uh, inside my driver, my shotgun seat right here. I got uh, I got some big, me a big Buford cheese fries. <laughs> you're, you're going 210 miles an hour around the track while talking on the phone you know and eating. It gets, it gets so hot inside these cars. Oh, man. I'm going to take a bite of this big Buford right now. Oh. <laughs> wow, I, 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 it's surprising you have <laughs> to really I guess there's like no other cars in the track, but I think oh. you'd be paying more attention to your driving. No, wait, I, don't worry. I am paying attention to my home, man. Well, are, you, are you all right, Terry? It's no, okay. I'm okay. It's just the weirdest thing happened. I've had this weird stomach bug. Seems to have hit me about two months ago. Hold on one second. I'm going to put well, the phone away. <laughs> oh, t- Terry. It sounds like... Oh, no. oh, sounds like some sort of intestinal problem. Oh, oh man! Did you just did you just did you just defecate out of the window uh, of your car? That, no, there was I didn't, can't open the windows in these cars. Nope. Oh, you gotta go in, in your, your suit. You can't slow down. I was going. I'm taking a left turn at 180. Oh wow! Oh man! I take a lot of left turns. I God, think this well, I may be the result of you eating so much rallies. I almost spilled my Fanta <laughs> because I. Oh man! Yeah, you no. probably shouldn't eat fast food three meals a day, Terry. I think that's maybe the moral hey, of the story. Hey, when you you know when you get certified as the official fast food restaurant in NASCAR, you gotta know that it's good for your driving skills. I, I think well, that maybe had. it was just that rallies paid a lot of money for that. No, I think look, I, one thing that always makes my tummy feel better is biting into these delicious rallies barbecue wings. Hold oh, on. Oh man, I've yeah, not I'm tried suck those yet. A couple of these dry. Oh. Oh, oh, man, these are real. These are real. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> What's the matter? Are you okay, Terry? Oh, God. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm going to put the phone on the gas pedal. Oh, oh. 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 sorry about that, guys. Oh, oh wait. Round two. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe we should. This is not the NASCAR oh, interview man. I thought we were getting. Oh, what a rush. What you guys rush? ever tried going 200 miles an hour? Well, you have poo coming out of your orifice. Is this is this oh, the first my. time that you've you've had uncontrollable diarrhea while driving? Well, no, my I drove on the way to the raceway here, and you better believe that my my Nissan Xterra ain't doing so good. You you oh, obviously man. could have pulled over. And then directly before that, I was in the drive-through full rallies. And while they were handing me the food, oh man, you know how the story is. Hold on. 
Wait. Hold on, I gotta get one of these onion rings. Oh, that didn't sit well, neither. I mean, if it's going well, through... I'm gonna take a drink of this here Phantom. Oh, man! This is really not good. Fanta, incidentally, one of our sponsors. I really think. Oh we man, I just got the checker flag. All right, oh, yeah, Bobby. I hey, won. I just got in pole position. All right, well, yeah. in pole position, despite oh, crapping yourself repeatedly. You know why? Because I reduced my body weight. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, you didn't feels expel. Good to have the car stop. You know what? Most people, when they win a race, they drink milk. Instead. I'm going to have some of these chicken tenders and honey don't mustard sauce to celebrate. No, I'm don't. a winner. No, I'm you, winner. You, you sound like oh, a really fan. No, don't hug me. Don't hug <laughs> You're also clearly not expelling that matter oh. from your car. I mean, basic oh. physics would indicate that you're not going to go any faster. I think, I think, we, should, think we should wrap this up, Joel. Yeah. I, don't, I think okay. we may have lost here. Hey, Terry, thank you very much for your time. Hope you feel better, bud. Yeah. I'd say maybe, maybe uh, you know, eat a salad maybe tonight or something. go to the doctor. I don't think he needs more fiber, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe some nanners. Get a nanner. Um, all right, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a good one, Terry. Okay, joining us today, the uh, the new head statistician for uh, it's is it it's uh, superbaseballstats.com. It's superbaseballstats.com. Okay, all yes. right. Thank you. P- specifically, it's a it's a site that's dedicated to stats of the baseball nature. Yep, absolutely. Yes. It's uh, Will Kaczynski. Yeah, thank you. I failed to leave you proper time to uh, to amplify my name through your microphone. Yeah, that is that is correct. Yes. And so uh, we got to say it's it's kind of interesting how you came to being a baseball statistician. This is your first season doing it, but you used to be a statistician employed by uh, by a financial company. Yes, specifically, I worked for the Baltic Dry Index, which is yeah. a shipping index. Yeah. And for shipping, okay, and so you're lots trying to of good statistics. Yeah, the well, yeah, sure. Wind currents, water speed, yeah, all sorts of different stuff that you're putting yeah. in there. Water knots. Yes, there's so much. <laughs> and and now you're taking a lot of that very precise mathematical knowledge and applying it to the game of baseball. Well, specifically, I got interested because it was shifting to sports because of the. Perhaps you've heard of the sabermetrics revolution. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. real oh, big. Yeah. A lot of it's, a lot of people talking about I'm, that. Since I am a real statistician, thank you. Uh, I think that I could bring some order to the way we think about this barbaric game that we call baseball. So, well, you a baseball fan? Do you watch a lot of it? Uh, I started watching a lot of it because I want to specifically be great at baseball statistics. <laughs> okay, so but like, this season is the first season you've ever this watched season baseball. Is, is the first time I've ever watched baseball before. I did not come from a huge sporting family. Okay, but we did love NPR. Sh- sure, we did not own uh, a television while growing up. Yes. Growing up in a little town called Okemos, Michigan. Oh, I'm from Okemos. What? You're from Okemos? I am from Okemos. Well, we watched a lot of, uh, we had a, 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 the only TV we had was PBS, <laughs> and we listened to NPR, and we would enjoy the, the comic sounds, music of Garrison Keillor. Sounds Keeler. like a joyous childhood. It was very, some would call it boring and quaint, but yeah, I well, enjoyed it. That, that said, I do want to move on, because it sounds like you yes. have the ability to bring a real objective outsider's perspective From to baseball and baseball. Well, yeah. I mean, the baseball does have some statistics already now, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, yes. you, but these are going to be like kind of like next level. I've got some, right. it's not just about uh, regular things. For example, I have found a new statistic where you take hits... And divide it by at-bats. And this will be called the batting percentage. And if a player with a 1,000 at-bats 
gets 295 hits, then his batting percentage would be 29.5% Pacifically. Okay. Well, that's actually a, that's uh, batting average. Yeah, that that already exists. It's called yes, batting. batting percentage. No, 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 no. Batting average. It's been around for uh, over a hundred years. Oh, you're telling point. me it already exists? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, geez, old Pete. Well, it's expressed. Geez, old it's, Pete. it's usually expressed as like a. It's, you'd say like two ninety five. It's expressed as a point two nine five. No, I yeah, do they it. They take it to the th- thousandths. But yeah. mine is a percent. It's twenty nine point five percent. Okay. It's just. I mean, it already exists and it's expressed differently and. Okay, well, I mean, that's, well, you're not a baseball fan. We can understand well, what's how maybe another one? I like expressing myself as percentages. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I've got I've got some other great statistics let's, let's, for you. Let's, let's hear what else you got. Specifically, I've got one where we talk about uh, batter hits. So uh, take any instance where a batter hits the ball. Right. And okay. the play results in a runner uh, scoring. I will call these runs created while hitting. The, the run that... Yeah. That came in to score when he hit the ball? And yes. Tally it for the Specifically, hitter. that runner running in would be a runs created while right, hitting. Right. RBI. No, I think we got it. It's, it's called runs batted in. It's already it's already a stat. Runs batted in. Run. RBI. R- well, I guess that's shorter and more descriptive. Yeah. Kind of rolls off the tongue. Really nice. Yeah. Let's talk about pitching. Okay. All We're right. Yeah, about yeah. I'm sure yes. you've probably got some really yes. interesting stuff. Well, to here's define. a little bit of math for your craw. Okay. Uh, if you take the number of runs allowed without an error for every 100 innings pitched, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna stop you right yes. there, Will. Uh, there's already a stat called ERA. It's the earned run average, and it's the number of of earned runs, runs without an error per per nine innings, which is the length of of like a game, and it's it's one that's already in use and. I feel like if you put it out of 100 innings, it'd just be hard for people to get any context out of that. What? What? Powers of 10 being arbitrary? Powers of what? But it's 10 to the second power. It's the most efficient way to express yourself mathematically. Yeah, but the games are nine innings long. Well, well, why not 10? Why don't we go by powers of 10? Specifically, almost all math of all time has been powers of 10. Well, no, it's nine it's, innings, three no, outs per inning. It's going to screw up the math, Jordan. Did you <laughs> not know that games are nine innings long? Well, if there were ten innings and there were five outs per inning, everything could be expressed in the power of ten. I think, I think we should uh, move on. Yeah. I, think, I, I think we should. I don't, I, think, I don't, I don't think you're getting a lot of traction in making that change. No, okay, fine. We're going to hear defense, all right? When a fielder sc- fails to cleanly make a routine play, it's called an oopsie. It's called an error. We are all right, and if the run scores on the play, it's called an oopsie doodle. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. There's no, like I mean, there's no differentiation between an error and a run scoring error at this point. Uh, the oopsie doodle could stick. Yeah, the oopsie doodle could stick. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Oh, you guys are really going to enjoy the next 10-inning game that's played with five outs. Five outs. Full of oopsie doodles. be almost twice as long the game would be at that point. Yes. That's very good, Joel. It's almost twice as long, Joel. Uh, well, you know, I dapple in math myself. Oh, really? Did you learn your math in Okamos like I did? I, I I did. You know, my parents were professors. My parents were professors what? too. We could be twins. It seems like there's a lot of coincidences I think, I think here. That we're, yes, <laughs> I think that you and I this very is the pointed coincidence of a beautiful friendship. I think you guys should get the, your numbers off air. 
Yeah, that's and, and that's certainly fair. certainly Switch will. numbers. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yes, will. you can have my a hundred digit phone number. Okay. Oh, I asked AT and T for it because it was a far more efficient way to express. Does not my phone sound number. more efficient at all. <laughs> Very <laughs> much so. I'm I'm not calling you on that number. My email address, which is one zero one one one. Zero one 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 one. It's fine. Thank, yeah. one, thank you very one, much, Will. Uh, thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you for having me. For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sports Weird Sportsman. What do we got this week? This week's Weird Sportsman, Bob Knight. Oh, like the coach from Indiana? Uh, maybe. Bobby Knight. If you're talking Knight. about Robert Montgomery, Bobby Knight. I that, have absolutely no idea if those are his that, actual I believe that's names. the one. All right. He was okay, born Robert. October 25th, 1940. He's a retired American, a basketball coach, or b-ball as we call it on the streets. Yeah. He's nicknamed the General. Night one, did people 900... call him the general? Oh, oh they, yeah. uh, you bet they did. Yeah. yeah. For the great low rates you can get online, you call the general and save some time. Night one, 902 NCAA Division uh, one men's college basketball games. Most of all time at the time of his retirement. Mm-hmm. And currently third of all time behind his former player, Mike Krasinski of Duke and Jim Boheim of Syracuse. <laughs> He's oh, really best. good. It's really yep. good. Thank you. He's best known as the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers from 1971 to 2000. He also coached at Texas Tech from 2001 to 2008. In Lubbock. And Army from 1965 to 1971. Yeah, Coach K played for him at Army. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably, I was about to say, I was like, I didn't know Coach K was an Indiana alum. But No, uh, no, he was yeah. at Army. Does, okay. Do you become a veteran when you play at Army? I don't know the rules. No. <laughs> like, once you graduate from Army, are you a veteran? Well, usually no, if you graduate from Army, you're guaranteed five years of employment in the Army. Yeah. So oh. you're, like you're not a veteran. You're active duty. Okay. That's the deal Wouldn't for the free college. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody went to veterinary school at Army so they'd be a vet vet? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> that All right. If they also on. played a sport, they would certainly be a weird sportsman. Let me zip through some things. He had a playing career. Army Black Knights, Indiana Hoosiers, 1970s, 80s, 90s, dismissal, international coaching, Texas Tech Raiders, <laughs> uh, life after coaching, coaching philosophy, legacy accomplishments, recognition, coaching tree, in the media, there's books about night, film and television, family and charity, criticism and controversy. There was a. Le- I assume that this is probably the biggest section in his his Wikipedia page. Yes, nineteen seventies. <laughs> it was reported, although years after the incident, that Knight choked and punched IU's longtime sports information director, Kit Klingelhofer, in the nineteen <laughs> seventies over a news release that upset the coach. That name could not be any more likely to get punched in the <laughs> face by Bobby Knight. Kit Klingelhofer. Uh, hey, coach, uh, I can't help but uh, criticize you. And you <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> I'm an army vet. 
On December 7th, 1974, never forget, Indiana and Kentucky met at a regular season in Bloomington with a 98-74 Indiana win. Near the end of the game, Bob Knight went to the Kentucky bench where the official was standing to complain about a call. Before he left, Knight hit Kentucky coach Joe B. Hall in the back of the head. He went over to complain about a call and then he hit the opposing coach? Yep. UK's assistant coach, Lynn Nance, a former FBI agent who was about six feet five inches tall, had to be restrained by Hall from hitting Knight. Hall later said, it publicly humiliated me. Knight said the slap in the head was something he has done affectionately to his own players for years. Yeah, his own it players. It was a fist kiss. Come on. <laughs> right? Uh, if he wants to dissolve a friendship, it's up to him, Knight blamed in the Fuhrer of Hall, noting his inimitable style. If it was meant to be malicious, I'd have blasted the fucker into the seats. I <laughs> love <laughs> oh, Bobby Knight. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, five years, he went dormant. He went into, as we call, Bobby Knight hibernation. Until 1979, Pan American Games in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Knight was accused of assaulting a police officer while coaching the U.S. basketball team before a practice session. How do you even do that? How many people have ever coached a basketball team and managed to do it without assaulting a police officer? Well, he was later convicted in absentia to a six-month jail sentence, but extradition efforts by the Puerto Rican government were not successful. <laughs> so he was he's supposed to have been you to jail. To extradited to Puerto Rico? I guess. Maybe at the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. All right, we've got a lot to get through yeah, here, so I've got to keep going. Uh, I'm going to try to go through these quickly because I've got about another 40 bullet points to go through. So I'll <laughs> skip around. Yeah. Uh, 1980s in a game in Bloomington on January 31st, 1981 between Indiana and Purdue. Hoosier star Isaiah Thomas allegedly hit Purdue guard Roosevelt Barnes nerd in what some critics described as a sucker punch. Video replay, uh, re- replay showed by Knight later showed Barnes had mistakenly thrown the first punch that Thomas was merely reacting to this. When the two schools played their second game of the season at Purdue, Knight claimed a number of derisive chants was directed at him, his wife, and Indiana University. In response, Knight invited Purdue Athletic Director George King on his weekly television show to discuss the matter, but King declined. Therefore, in place of King, Knight brought on the show a jackass, or a male donkey, wearing a Purdue hat as a representative of Purdue. In <laughs> 1980 to 81 Hoosiers. Is there footage of this somewhere? I need to watch this. Gotta assume it is. But the uh, the Hoosiers went on to win the 1981 NCAA champion. Yeah. After that, also, I mean, I you normally you'd assume if if someone accused Isaiah Thomas of sucker punching somebody, he probably did. Probably <laughs> did. <laughs> what do we got next? 1980s women's groups nationwide were outraged by Knight's comments during an April 1988 interview with Connie Chung, in which he said, "I think that if rape is inevitable." Relax and enjoy it. Oh, Bobby. What? Yeah. Even in the 80s, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, not that it wouldn't have been awful, but even by the standards of the I 80s. Gotta, I got to wonder, what was the question that prompted that response? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Knight's <laughs> comment was in reference Is to your an Indiana <laughs> basketball game where he felt the referees were making poor calls against the Hoosiers. So he's talking about okay. uh, metaphorical oh, rape. Yeah, as still, opposed to act. It's, I mean, it's still wildly inappropriate, especially wildly. for a guy working for a public university and responsible for, you know, a lot of young men. It, it, that's not okay. What do we got next? 
1990 is in March 1992, prior to an NCAA regional finals. Uh, controversy erupted after Knight playfully mock-whipped Indiana players uh, Kelbert Cheney and Pat Graham during practice. The bullwhip had been given to Knight as a gift from his team. Several black leaders complained at the racial connotations of the act, as Cheney is black. Uh, I mean... Just shouldn't be using a bullwhip on yeah, players. I think you this, really shouldn't. I mean, if it was a gift, I could see how this might not be Bobby Knight's fault. If it was like a gift from his team, and it was playful, and it wasn't like in a connotation. I mean, it was mostly just him being a... I still think you can't whip a player. I think if it was a white player, I'd have the same problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't whip your players. But he was playfully doing it. He wasn't actually whipping his players. But unless it was a foam bullwhip, I'm sure it still hurt. In the uh, 2000s, there's 10 incidents, so I'll kind of jump around here. These are getting to the ones that I do specifically remember yeah. at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, in February 19th, 2000, never forget, Clarence Doninger, Knight's boss, alleged to have been physically threatened by the coach at a confrontation of the game. It was also alleged that uh, Knight attacked assistant coach Rod Feeling, throwing him into a chair after overhearing the criticizing of the basketball program in a phone conversation. You have at this point skipped over probably the most prominent Bobby Knight incident ever. I've skipped a lot. <laughs> when he threw the chair out into the court. Sure. Well, I think he did that a couple times, though. Oh, did he yeah. really? Okay, moving on. Uh, in March 2006, the students heckling at Baylor University resulted in Knight having to be restrained by a police officer. The incident was not severe enough to warrant any action from the Big 12 Conference. On October 21st, 2007, James Simpson of Lubbock, Texas, accused Knight of firing a shotgun in his direction after he yelled at Knight and another man for hunting too close to his home. Knight denied the allegations. The argument between the two men was recorded via camera phone and later aired on television. <laughs> All right. I, I, I hate to say that. it. I've gone through maybe a third of them, and we're out of time. Oh, He choked a kid. Remember that? Yeah, he, that's, that's why he got fired There's a couple Indiana. of chokings on he here. He shot a friend in a hunting accident. I remember this because... It's the, different than this one? Oh, yeah. The folks at the Breslin Center were going to wear all like bright orange and camo <laughs> in the, the Izone until Tom Izzo specifically ordered them not to. Ah. Uh, yeah, what you, a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Bobby Knight. Weird sportsman indeed. And that brings an end of another Weird Sportsman! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the end another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, an exhausted but playing through Phil Ranta will give you our contact information. You can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast, gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast, gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports, the number three podcast. That's at sports, the number three podcast. You can find us on Facebook by searching sports, sports, sports podcast. You'll top our thingy. You can find us on Stitcher radio, download the Stitcher app at stitcher.com and search sports, sports, sports podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash comedy pod net. That's youtube.com slash comedy pod net. When you're there, please subscribe. Leave us a little comment. Love. Uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes by searching Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast. That's Sports the Number 3, all one word, Space Podcast. And while you're there, please rate and review. Or for all of our back episodes, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, guys. Will Kaczynski left us a card. Uh, it must have really liked being on the show. Oh, oh so I got an inscription. Nice. You, wanna, you want me to read it for you? Yeah, read it. Yeah. One 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 zero zero one zero zero one one one. Let's go to rallies. Let's go to rallies. Yeah. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.